Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Monday, February 25th. It's episode number 732. I'm going to skip my normal mailbox Monday for you because of the number of questions I'm getting that pretty much center around the topic of fear and what our role is in the culture. So I'm going to encourage you guys today straight from the Word of God. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I hope you guys are doing good. I have been appreciating every single one of you leaving reviews for this podcast over at iTunes. It's very easy to leave a review and it really helps us get the word out about the podcast. So if you are blessed by this, please, please, please uh, go on over there and click the little gear shift right next to my name and it will let you uh, leave a rating and a review for the podcast. Also, I want to encourage you as this is normally Mailbox Monday, I want to just, for those of you who want to send questions to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us anytime, podcast at thebusymom.com. Please put Mailbox Monday in the subject line. If that doesn't go in the subject line, there's a good chance we'll miss your email. Please keep your email short and sweet, as my fifth grade teacher would say, and to the point <laughs> so that we we understand what the question is that you want, and then we're able to sort of group those together. All right, a couple of things, announcements. Uh, so for those of you who are doing laundry right now, Uh, listen up. If you're in the shower, listen up. If you're doing dishes, um, I want to just encourage you. My new book, Bible Promises for Moms, comes out March 5th, and that's available for pre-order right now. And that's available for pre-order right now. It's just $2.99. It's a pocket guide to God's promises for you. And I received my copy the other day, and I'm thrilled with how it turned out. I think you're going to love it. I hope you'll buy 10 of them and pass them out to your friends. We need to get back to the authority of the Word of God and living the way God wants us to live. Uh, And speaking of that, this is the heart behind MomStrong International. It is my goal there to help you prioritize the study of God's word in your life. My friend Dale Partridge is on the show with me this last Friday, and we were talking about the church and how it's um, very, it's become very ineffective in the culture. And I largely believe it's because the, the, the culture and this, you know, sort of sloppy uh, agape that we've got going on has really been bleeding into the church. And so we no longer know God's word, but God has strength for you, has hope for you. God said that we are to live a set-apart life. We are called to be diligent students of the word of God. And so I want to encourage you, study with us. It's just two, you guys, for less than the, the cost of a cup of coffee at Starbucks for just $2 a week. Uh, you can get into God's word and dig deep with us. And not only that, we're going to teach you how to teach it to your children. So this is the heart behind MomStrong International. Check it out right now. Go to MomStrongInternational.com and we're going to teach you how to learn the word of God, live it, and then turn around and lead in the authority of God's word. So uh, check it out today, MomStrongInternational.com. One more thing before I get started, we have a whole bunch of really awesome new gear in the store right now for you, Uh, t-shirts with verses taken from the Psalms. Uh, My favorite one says, he trains my hands for battle which is really the the battle cry of it should be every Christian we are trained. And we're going to talk about that today. We have been trained to recognize that we are in a war. And God said, we don't fight like the world fights. So get out, get out there, get off the bench, 
get onto the battlefield. This is like, uh, you guys are going to love these. Go check it out. There's like a raglan t-shirt. They're really high quality t-shirts, so they won't shrink. They look really, really awesome when you wear them and they make a statement. So uh, check it out. Also, we have brand new necklaces in the store, new arrows and new quivers, um, just beautiful pieces, solid sterling silver, handcrafted jewelry that reminds you that you are in a war, that you are in a war, that we are the church and uh, we need to, it's time for us to uh, come back to the word of God. I believe that the church is homesick for truth. And so that's what we're going to be sharing on the podcast. And that's what we're doing at Mom Strong International. So uh, check it out, momstronginternational.com. All right, I want to get to kind of the heart of what I want to talk about today. And I the last probably, I don't know, 10 of you who have been sending me questions, almost all of them have to do with the struggle that we're having right now in the culture, this battle that we're having with fear in the culture. And I was reading, my husband and I, we read uh, every day with our kids. We sit down and we spend about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes reading the word of God with our kids. And we're just reading straight through the Bible, which is a lot of where we get the studies for at Mom Strong International. And we've started reading the book of Joshua. And I was so blown away, you guys, by what we were reading. By the way, um, I was sent an um, the Immerse Bible from Tyndale, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today, so uh, don't worry if you didn't catch that. Uh, but it's a it's basically a reading a reading Bible. It they took they've taken the verses, you know, the numbers of the verses and that kind of thing out, so it reads it looks like a regular book when you read it. You guys, it is riveting. Uh, I've studied the Bible my whole life. And I am loving the Immersed Bible from Tyndale. So uh, check it out. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. It's a great way for you just to sit down and just read with your family. We need to know the Word of God. So it had us in the book of Joshua, and that's where I'm going to take you today. I'm going to actually read to you from uh, from Joshua chapter 1 and chapter 2 so that you can kind of get an idea of where I'm coming from, because I think every time we read the Bible, we want to be uh, asking the Holy Spirit, show us Holy Spirit, how can we apply this to our life right now? You see, men and women, the Bible is relevant to your life right now. It's relevant to your life. Nothing has really, the culture is changing, absolutely. But God's word doesn't change. I saw a meme go by Facebook the other day and I thought, man, that's totally right. It said, when Jesus was a baby, Satan prompted the government to murder babies. New government, same old demons. This is more than politics. This is understanding that you are in a battle. And God has been telling that to his children for since forever. So I want to encourage you. We're gonna we're gonna talk about being strong and courageous and what that means today. This is the book of Joshua, the opening uh, chapter, chapter one. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you And all these people get ready to cross the Jordan and go into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, and to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. I think this is so fascinating because little tiny Israel, over there in the Middle East, still. I mean, people have been trying to take them out since the dawn of time. No one's going to be able to do it. Why? Because they're God's people. I'm going to keep going. Halfway through verse five. 
As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Verse six, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. And do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Over and over and over again, he says, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be terrified. Why? Because I am the Lord and I am going to be with you. And I've said this many times. I'm going to say it again. I think part of our problem in the culture today is we have forgotten who we are. We are sons and daughters of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lord of Heaven's armies. And he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Verse 10. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here and go and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gads, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. The other thing I notice about this right away is that Joshua always, always, always gives the credit back to God. He doesn't say, this is how amazing I was and God's chosen me to lead you. No, it's always about the Lord. We need to keep in mind that everything that we are doing should always be to give glory back to God. God wants your glory. He doesn't want you to say, yes, I was an amazing homeschool mom because I found so-and-so's curriculum and, and that's why I'm so awesome. No, he wants you to say, thank you, Jesus, that was all you, right? Verse 16, then they answered Joshua, whatever you have done, command us and we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will also obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, Whatever you may command them shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Chapter two, now we're going to get into the nitty gritty, right? Then Joshua, the son of Nun, secretly sent spies from Shittim. Go and look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, bring the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. Can you guys imagine? And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. Verse five, at dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go and look after them quickly you may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. 
So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords in the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she said to them on the roof, I know that the Lord has given this land to you, and a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. This is Rahab. Remember, she's speaking to the spies. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Shion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. This is important. This is what I want you guys to hear. Verse 11. When we heard of it, our hearts sank, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven and above and on the earth below. Wow. She's saying that the people of Jericho are terrified. Why? Because they saw what was happening around them. And when they gave in to that fear, their courage failed. And I believe, by and large, that that's what's happening in the church right now. We're seeing what's happening around us, and we're acting like the people of Jericho. Now, they had every right to act that way because they were up against the Lord. You are on the side of the Lord of heaven's armies, and we are behaving like the people of Jericho. And because of our fear, our courage is failing. I think it's so telling what's happening in the culture right now. When we see something that is obviously wrong, obviously against the heart of God, and we don't take a stand because we're afraid of what might happen to us. Men and women, that is not the heart of God. And as my friend uh, said on the podcast with me, as Dale said last Friday on the podcast, we were talking about the ecclesia, the church that's happening. The church, what's happening in the church right now is we had so many false teachers that are leaving the sheep weak and defenseless and confused. And my, and my question is, where are the shepherds? Where are the Joshua's? Where are the people who are going to say, no, be strong and courageous. The Lord your God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's been with you since the beginning, and he'll be with you till the end. God calls us not to be afraid, but to come out of our fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. In 1 Peter 3, verse 15, God says, always be ready. Always be ready to give an answer. In 2 Timothy, uh, Paul's instructing Timothy to be diligent in his study of the word. And this is why I am so passionate about the ministry of MomStrong International. We want to help you prioritize the study of God's word so that you can walk in victory in the culture. Does it mean that you're, gonna, that you're never going to have a bad day? No. Does it mean that everything's going to go great for you? No, absolutely not. I read an article the other day, and it actually, it, it made me sick. I read an article... Uh, that was sent to me, I want to say it was probably on Facebook, from a woman who, she said that her heart was breaking because there's a Christian that proclaims the name of Jesus, right? And what is this so-called Christian doing? She's saying that God, she's saying that God actually approves of what God doesn't approve of. And it has to start 
by saying we no longer believe the message of Genesis. We no longer believe the God of the Bible, the God of the Old Testament, which pastors today are so quick to dismiss. What will we do without the story of Joshua, without seeing what God has said through Joshua? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I never will. God wants us to walk in right relationship with him. And part of walking in right relationship with him is knowing who he is. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Part of what we've been doing at Mom's Star International for the month of February is study a little bit out of the book of Joshua because I think that the church has largely abandoned God's teaching on love because God's teaching on love, it also teaches that there are consequences for our sin and we don't like that. We don't want to have, uh, we don't want to suffer the consequence and the church doesn't really want to talk about it either. So we're not talking about it. And in our unwillingness to talk about it, we're suffering. Be strong and courageous. What happens when we're no longer strong and courageous? Our courage fails. When we begin to look around us, our courage fails. And we don't want our courage to fail. We want to stand. We want to stand. I'm going to encourage you off the bench, off the bench and onto the battlefield. I had the opportunity this last weekend to uh, fly to New York to be part of the day of mourning. And I went on my own expense. Obviously, this wasn't things that, you know, this isn't the kind of thing that you're, you're paying people to come and do. I went and had such a burden on my heart to say, church, where are you? These things that are happening, this lie of transgenderism that's being pushed on our children in the name of education, drag queens in our libraries, this stuff is happening and the church is here and the church is sleeping. And God is saying, no, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid because of them. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's God's heart. And as believers, we have not only an opportunity, but an obligation to speak the truth in love. The culture is desperate for it. The church is homesick for it. We need to be speaking the truth in love. Something interesting happened, and this kind of goes back to one of the questions that I got at the podcast. Martina Navratilova, of course, amazing tennis player, openly gay, had the courage last week, she's not a Christian, right? Had the courage last week to say that transgenderism basically is a lie. And she said she would hate to see men playing against women. So what if you're, you dressed up like a girl and you got a skirt on uh, and you're wearing lipstick? Your shoulders are broader, your lungs are bigger, your muscles are bigger, you're a man. And for that, she was roundly uh, just basically thrown out of the conversation by all the people that she's been championing, you know, the LGBT community for so long. And it shows you the depth to which we are deceived in this nation right now and actually around the world. You have an opportunity to stand up and not cower to fear. To stand up and not cower to fear. And the way that we do that is by recognizing who we are. We, it starts with us. Mom and dad, you can't pass on what you don't possess. You have to know the word of God. It has to be a priority to you. And uh, I want to encourage you away from a place of pacifism in your walk with God and to say, we can no longer afford to be passive. We have to be able and willing and ready 
to speak the truth in love. That's God's heart for you because he said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. And like my grandma's always saying to me, Heidi, you either, you either believe it or you don't. I'm going to start doing something on Mondays. I'm hoping uh, if I have enough stories like this um, in my sort of off the bench segment. And I want to, I want to start sharing stories of listeners or just men and women around the culture who are getting off the bench. And I saw one um, last week. And this was a huge success. And I just want to shout out to this brave warrior mama who got off the bench and onto the battlefield. When Shanda and her team found out that, that uh, the transgender ideology was coming to their school in California, they got off the bench. And you, listen, you guys are going to have to be relentless about this because they are not going, the, this, this um, activism This transgender activism is not going to slow down, all right? And when a California school district began to implement a full transgender indoctrination program that was targeting elementary school children, one of the parents became a mass resistance activist. I'm going to link to mass resistance because basically they're just showing you, here's how you get off the bench. Here's a way that you can do it. And uh, they they were successful. They derailed uh, its big week-long propaganda push. In the Anaheim Elementary School District, most of the families, listen to this, you guys, most of the families are Latino. 80% of them are Spanish-speaking. These, these are poor immigrant communities where the parents work two jobs to make ends meet. And they often don't have time to attend school board meetings and keep track of what the districts are teaching, right? So in these environments, the LGBT agenda often thrives. There is little oversight from citizens of school board meetings. Some of the parents don't even know what LGBT means. Most of the school materials aren't available in other languages, and therefore, homosexual activist groups like the Human Rights Campaign get away with pushing their agenda without opposition. Moreover, the Anaheim Elementary School Board is made up of mostly left-wing politicians bankrolled by teachers' unions with little incentive to stop their radical agendas. And so this is a recipe for a bad deal, right? And this time, a mom stood up against it. The whole thing seemed to be right out of an LGBT playbook. As the 2017 school year began, the school administration announced that two children in the district, one of them a kindergartner, were transitioning to a different gender. It was sad and bizarre. One mother told us that the kindergarten, quote, girl looked and acted and sounded like the boy he really was. This is tragic, you guys, what parents are doing to their children. There's no question in my mind that if we love these kids, they'll grow out of this. If we love them, we can help them. The school administration quickly announced that these two children should be made to feel safe. So the entire elementary school had to undergo transgender training. Every adult had to become familiar with transgender uh, accepting, right? But by late September, a special district-wide committee was formed to plan a project. Not surprisingly, it included LGBT-friendly school staff and outside professional activists. However, one of the Betsy Ross Elementary School mothers, Shanda, a trained social worker, immediately recognized what was going on and became alarmed. Shanda could see that the radical transgender agenda was going to be pushed in a district where parents were completely uninformed. She began to gather information. She organized a group of parents, and she began to work with mass resistance. And guess what? She was able to have a victory. She was able to have a victory. To put it mildly, you guys, this woman is relentless. 
She came to the school and approached the key administrator. She was calm and polite, but very, very firm. Over and over, she showed them that as onerous as California is on LGBT issues, this was not legally required. The school was doing this thing on its own, spending taxpayer money that should go to useful things, and they had no right or obligation to do it. And then came the second punch. She showed them examples of unprofessional behavior of the person who's in charge of the diversity week. And finally, Shannon and other parents met with and confronted their principal. It was a meeting that the principal had organized to allay concerns about diversity week, but it didn't work out that way. The parents were outraged that material from national homosexual groups would be used. And as we've seen so often, the principal tried to deny it and talk around it, but these parents wouldn't back down. They knew it was planned and they kept pressing even harder. These people got off the bench. They got off the bench. It's so important. The people that, are, that were brought to this are not qualified to teach it. At the same time, she's making a point to listen to and pay attention to the implications of the crusade in our schools to normalize gender dysphoria. I wonder why we don't speak out. By and large, I think it's because we're struggling still, struggling with the spirit of fear. God said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That's speaking the truth in love. And if you ever wonder how to do it, go back and read the story of Joshua again. I mean, the, the Joshua, it starts off with a bang, right? Right out of the gate, we're talking about uh, Jericho. Right, one of the biggest stories of, of the entire book of Joshua, and you find it right at the very beginning. Actually, we're going to go on to Achan's sin, and all, oh my goodness, you guys, just sit down and read Joshua with your kids. Fantastic. Because over and over, you'll see that God is a God of miracles. God is a God of protection. God loves you. He will give you exactly what you need to do exactly what he's asked you to do if you will only just trust him and walk in obedience before him. It starts with knowing who you are and who God is, and what your role is in the world that God has placed you in right now. Your time here on this earth is not a surprise to the Lord. He knew that you were going to be born at such a time as this, and God hasn't changed, and his heart toward you hasn't changed either. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you have a question that you would like addressed at Mailbox Monday, shoot me an email podcast at thebusymom.com. Make sure that you put Mailbox Monday in the subject line. If you are blessed by this podcast, it would bless and encourage us if you would support it. Uh, Heidi St. John Podcast is a part of Firmly Planted Family, a nonprofit organization, and we can be reached at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Thanks for leaving reviews for this podcast over at iTunes, and thanks for getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. I'll see you here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. Mm-hmm.